When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. If you are not watching the video version right now, it is the perfect image. Mike and his dog are podcasting tonight's episode. Mike, how you doing? I'm good. And uh, Wally here, also good. He's just needy. And uh, usually my fiance is here to take care of him when I'm podcasting, but she's not here right now. So he decided to be a third host of the show. Hopefully he doesn't talk too much, though. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl wrapped up this weekend. I feel like every year the Senior Bowl gets bigger and bigger. Jim Nagy and his staff do an incredible job. When it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, they really look at a lot of these guys. We talked a little bit about some of the players that could you know, stand out over the weekend or, or guys that the Cincinnati Bengals could have an interest in. Now that that game is in the books, did you have any takeaways? And, and main focus for me personally would be offensive linemen. Um, it feels like some guys jumped. I mean, I am not the type to put too much stock into some of the senior bowl stuff, like the one-on-ones. I think they're applicable to the NFL, but a lot of times the NFL you're dealing with maybe not a double team, but you have help of some kind. Maybe it's not a chip, but you have a slide. Um, and at the very least, like the guard is probably close ish to you if you're a tackle so when the guy goes inside like these guys are doing crazy inside like he would just run into a guard half the time and uh also some of the uh this goes for corners and wide receivers too some of the like four second reps where the the well the defense for the trench one-on-ones and the wide receiver for the wide receiver corner one-on-ones that that stuff's just nonsense like you see wide receiver hit like four different moves in a route it's like okay the first move was the route and then it was just nonsense after that. So I'm not one to put too much stock into that, but it feels to me, at least reading Bengals fans tweets, uh, Fuaga mm-hmm. seems to have jumped Latham and Mims where I think a month ago, if I did like a mock draft, it was Latham or Mims, Latham or Mims. And now it's like, well, Fuaga's there. You have to take him. 
I have no idea about these players. So yeah. I'm now up to three defensive tackles though. So. Uh, and then Jackson Powers Johnson, he had a great senior bowl. I know some people have talked about taking him possibly at 18. And then I think like, is it Jalen Guyton? I was going to say his name. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of other guys. It's like, well, he's in consideration for 16 or 18. I would be a little bit surprised if he was, I mean, maybe he just blows up the combine and gets like a nine, nine RAS score. And you just take him for the tools, but where he was before the senior bowl, it makes it hard for me to think that's a pick at 18. If they were picking back at like 30, maybe. Yeah. But at 18, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe his film is great. I, I have not seen him, but I just know that it's going to be a little tough for uh, him to pass Mims and um, Latham in my mind, at least consensus wise. I, I never love the huge jumps. I like jumps. I like, like that guy look good and gets competition. Like, and sometimes it's just matching eye tests. Like maybe you're watching Tavondre Sweat. I know we're talking offensive line, but we're talking defensive mm-hmm. line. And I actually watched this guy. <laughs> I think he's good. And then you see him day one. He doesn't have the best day. Responds really well. And he dominates day two and day three. And that's something you want to see. You want to see, like, how do you respond to adversity? Well, there it is. Maybe you have a little bit of a red flag because I did hear Dane Brugler talk about he's not always motivated. So maybe that's what happened day one was he wasn't that motivated. So you got to find a way to keep him motivated. And if you feel good about your room, your coaches, your uh, culture, then maybe you can nix that concern. But it is there. And uh, I will always take it a little bit more seriously after I liked Tyler Shelvin and uh, did not listen to when a coach for LSU told me like, yeah, I mean, he's great if he's motivated, but he's more likely to end up out of the league. And I was like, ah, you know, that's just what people say. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, that was, that was the truth. <laughs> yeah. And in the offensive lineman, Tyler Guyton, um, he was on a few of the mock drops for the Bengals, but there were some things when it comes to the jump, it felt like, a lot of people moved him up after this weekend, but a lot can change as we're in the very first week of February when it comes to the combine, how these guys really test out these pro pro visits uh, with the Bengal scouts and assistant coaches and even Zach Taylor. They'll all be busy in the next few months when it comes to the evaluation of some of these players. But for me personally, I know offensive line and even Daniel Jeremiah, we're joking because last week when we talked about like, Daniel Jeremiah talking about the wide receiver classes over the last few years. I'm like, oh, this one, though, this one's going to be good. But I feel like he says that every year. Offensive linemen in the draft last year, it felt like such a weaker class. But he even said today, he said, this is the perfect opportunity if you are looking to pretty much just revamp or retool your offensive line when it comes to starters and even even depth pieces. And that's kind of how I feel about the Cincinnati Bengals overall when it comes to their offensive line. I would like to go. I don't think that they do it in free agency because they did it with Orlando Brown. And I think they're going to stick to the D line as far as spending money in free agency and maybe double dip in the first round when it comes to. I could see like swing tackle, low end starter type, probably peaking at like an aluminum, like as much as it would be cool, like getting like a Mike Unwainu, who I think is a guard. Like if I'm paying a big money, he's a guard to me. And that's nothing to take away. I think he's a solid tackle. I just think you're getting a really good guard if he's playing there. Kind of like Elton. Jenkins for the Packers but anyway you could probably throw him out Tyron Smith I mean that's a pipe dream mm-hmm. if he even wants to leave Dallas like he might be Dallas to retire type of thing um those two I mean Trent Brown's always there but he always mm-hmm. has the off-field motivation concerns 
every year he had a weight clause in his contract and he for the Raiders it was not great and he misses time every year so I, I feel like they're not going to be in on that so it might peak at like Jermaine Illuminor of like yeah this guy's like a low-end starter and it doesn't preclude us from taking Latham, Mims, Fuaga, Fontenu, Guyton, a hundred different guys that are all possible. Yeah, I, I feel like we'll get a little bit of an idea when it comes to free agency, which is almost a month away. And it's crazy to think about. I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I do think the Cincinnati Bengals will still be extremely active when it comes to spending money. They're going to have to when you think about their defensive line. But for me, on the offensive line side, kind of what Daniel Jeremiah was saying, I agree with what the Bengals' outlook should be. And even Duke, Duke Tobin said it last week, a paraphrasing a little bit here, but trenches are a, an extremely important thing when people are going to the Senior Bowl and what they're watching out for and the Bengals need to go all in on the trenches side on that's defense and on the offensive line but for me on the offensive line adding depth is absolutely huge um I know Alex Kappa is under contract for two more years but you have to think about the Ted Karras replacement I don't think the Bengals are against upgrading Cordell Volson if the price is right obviously you you really don't want to if you don't have to. But if there's a guy out there and they're like, you know what? We feel good about him. There'll be a little bit of training camp competition. And you have that added depth at the guard in the interior room. I think that's absolutely huge. And I think they need to go in there with the backup center. Uh, the Trey Hill project is over. It really never started, thankfully. Um, and you really just got to you gotta add more depth. And, and I agree when it comes to maybe a swing tackle and free agency and maybe you're adding a guy at 18 where you're not telling that rookie, you have to be a day one starter. We are going to put you in there your rookie year, but it's not going to be the first weekend of NFL kickoff. So I think all that stuff is going to be extremely, extremely important on how they look at it. But when it comes to the defensive side, I know you were mentioned a couple of the players that, you know, I feel like are getting mocked to the Cincinnati Bengals and a lot of PFF outlooks for the fans on social media is there any other defensive lineman from the senior bowl that you're like okay that could be a guy from the senior bowl not really yeah. i mean somebody like latu but i feel like we're past that point because you'd have to take him at 18 yeah we haven't really talked about him everything i've seen haven't watched him mm-hmm. he's not the Bengals type um the, a lot of guys love those speed designated pass rusher types and maybe you make that argument about Trey Hendrickson, but I think Trey Hendrickson is just more powerful and tries to run through people. They like the cage in the quarterback. They like guys that power rush. Miles Murphy is their prototype for what they want at the edge position, at least as a prospect of like, he's big, he's long, he's strong. It's all we really care about. He's good and he's explosive. Like, that's mm-hmm. what they want. They want a guy that can run through people. Um, and I don't think Latu can run through people. At least he didn't look like he could. So I think we can throw that one out. And mm-hmm. other than that, I don't see another D line at the senior bowl that I'm just so invested in like top 100 picks. Like after out, I don't really watch like round yeah. four, round five, round six and round seven guys until after the Bengals take them. Like if I watched a guy and they took him in round four, round five, it was because I thought he was going to go in the top three rounds. Yeah, the senior bowl are the that that was a silly question of mine because you're rarely going to find your 18th or even your first round pick at the senior bowl. I don't think. But they could. Um, they they have there are guys you know like we talked about with Flaga and we talked about with Jackson Powers Johnson. Like there's guys, and Latu is a guy that you if you take him you have to take him at 18. It's probably not going to be there at 49 or is that what they pick again? Yeah, it's in it's 49 in the 40s should be good at math 18 <laughs> no that's 30 so no it's 40 
I don't know. They're they're picking the second round is is right in the middle, right in the middle. And I think it's forty nine. Forty nine. Thank goodness, goodness. I cannot think on my feet. I was definitely not a math major. That's for sure. Uh, but you know, just kind of outside of those offensive line, D line, anybody else, the senior bowl tight end room, stand up for you. I didn't see much. I mean, uh, Theo Johnson, the Penn State tight end, looks athletic. That's kind of his whole thing. Is he's raw. But he's like six, seven, long and fast, and athletic all around. Um, Bryn, the Minnesota guys, span forward. I think it seems like he's like a day three guy. But I saw Parker Blake talk about him a little bit of like a guy that stood out a little bit as a tight end. And that I can't think of anything. Other position, <laughs> the the Louisville corner who jammed a guy into the ground on a one on one. That made me want to go watch him. I don't care what round he's going. I was like, oh, let's take a peek. Let's just take a look. <laughs> uh, the Toledo corner too, I think was rocketing up some boards because he had a really nice week. Yeah. One of the top uh, corners of the senior bowl. I think Ben Sennett is one that feels like. Yeah. He's yeah. Cause he could play fullback, tight end, H back, all that. Ooh, fullback on the Cincinnati Bengals. That sounds That's kind of what they need. I mean, I know that they keep looking at these like slot wide receiver types, thinking Kincaid types type of guys. I think that was their number one guy last year. They they need like a blocking guy that can catch better than Drew Sample, mm-hmm. more in my opinion. And that's why Bowers would be great, for, theoretically. I haven't watched him. Uh, guys, I've only watched defensive tackles and Olu Fashtanu. So <laughs> if, if I say give an opinion, it's based off what I've heard. What I've heard for like two years is Brock Bowers is an awesome tight end. So here's the thing. And I'm not to give you more homework, but Mike will be all ready to go by the time the draft gets here. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a process. I don't, I don't do anything during the season. I got too much going on. So then I try to catch up over the next about three months. On yeah. My guys. I think the defense, I mean, what you're looking at right now is extremely important for them. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that is 18. It just feels like trenches or wide receiver. There's one thing I want to say before we move on to an, our next segment. I kind of skipped over this when we were talking about the defensive line in general. But Sam Hubbard is going to make a big chunk of change in 2024. Restructuring. I know it, it really didn't feel like that's what they did with Joe Mixon, but the contract did change and they figured out a way to slim it down a little bit. Do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to Sam Hubbard and they're saying, let's restructure this? I want to say it's $10 million this year. Yeah, his cap hit, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think restructuring, they can get it to five if the simulators and stuff are right. I would. I don't expect them to. You usually restructure guys that you know you're going to keep. They know they're going to keep Sam Hubbard this year and probably next year. So you restructure them, and then you can't get rid of them next year. But if you weren't going to do that anyway, just restructure. I think there might be like some cash issues with this where they have to give money in hand to them. And, but we're past the borough contract. I mean, like I know Chase is going to be really expensive cash-wise, but they should be a little bit better than – where they've been they've been selling naming rights left and right i think the escalators have like a advertisement on them every yeah there's a new sponsorship every single time they have a new banner on their uh practice field right now it looks beautiful uh things are i would i think that the money isn't a huge issue but if you can make more money on some of the players i think that those conversations should be worth having not because they are fighting for money and and they don't have enough right now they have enough to do jamar chase's extension it honestly is does jamar chase want to do it justin jefferson's going to get done he's going to wait for justin jefferson you know cd's going to get paid 
when does Jamar want to get paid and, and when will that happen? I truly feel like it's going to be this offseason. No matter what, they're going to pick up the fifth-year option. Um, but it would be better for the Cincinnati Bengals in the front office if they figure out the extension this offseason because that price tag is only going to go up uh, for Jamar Chase and, and being a top wide receiver. So we'll see what that looks like. But, yeah, um, the good news is plenty to talk about when it comes to contracts. I, I want to you know continue to talk about position groups. We've talked about offensive linemen in our last podcast. Earlier in January, we did a little bit in the secondary room. We talked safeties, cornerbacks, what that could look like for the current players. And then maybe the future, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they take a cornerback in this draft. I don't feel like it's going to be at 18. They've done it before in that range. But I think it's extremely important to add depth in your secondary and to be determined on um, what additions they make to the safety room with Nick Scott more than likely leaving. Um, it really feels like they they have their guys, and I know how people feel about Daxel, but we've talked about him already this offseason, and we'll, we'll have more to say when the draft get, gets here. But next, I want to talk a little bit, everyone's favorite topic from the last offseason, the running back room, and it's always game day in Cincinnati. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. This position group is the running back room for the Cincinnati Bengals. They have until next month, it really feels like, to decide on what they're going to do with Joe Mixon. Last year, it really was something that felt like it went way into the summertime. I, I do not have the date of when they found that or when they talked to Joe Mixon. And they, I, I don't even know how to use the appropriate words because I do not feel like it was a restructure. But they saved some money with Joe Mixon in his contract. But this year, if they are going to make a decision on Joe Mixon, they owe him a $3 million bonus. March 16th and I feel like if he's going to be on the team we're going to know by March 16th to be honest I expect you. him on the team I think people have talked about the idea of cutting him and everything and like in a vacuum it makes sense when I look at it I think they really like him and they being the front office and owner so mm-hmm. I don't those are the ones that would cut him I don't think they're going to cut him. So I I expect him to stay on the team. And I think that they probably also liked that he took the pay cut last year. It wasn't like a restructure. It was a pay cut. And um, so they're probably going to let him play out this year and make the same amount of money. But it's always possible. I think in the RBs don't matter world and the devaluation of the position, it sure makes sense to not have one that costs that much when Saquon Barkley might sign for similar amount of money. And that is certainly, at least in my opinion from seeing a couple Giants games, an upgrade. But 
they're not going to be in that market. So they're going to run with this. And I think we just got to live with it. So I, I don't think it's a terrible decision. I don't think it's like a no-brainer if I was the owner, front office, GM, whoever. But I expect it. I wouldn't be, I guess, like floored if they let him go. But I expect him back. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I expect him back more. And, and you know, credit to you when we talked about it oh, last, yeah. last year where it was all the talk about is he getting cut or not and i was like it's more likely he's on the team the following year than it is he gets cut this year and yeah look where we are i definitely think they have some decisions to make in the running back room but i i think joe mixon is going to be a part of the running back room with chase brown i want to see chase brown involved more involved too not to say he's taken a lot of reps away from joe mixon but you can balance it out and and maybe i if they if they keep joe mixon and they have chase brown I don't think they're going to spend a lot of money. Maybe they draft a running back in this in the 2024 draft. But, man, a guy like Zach Moss would be really fun in this offense. Some of these other guys who it feels like there's plenty of running back free agents to kind of choose from. I'm not saying you're going to get the, the Barkley type of payday for the Cincinnati Bengals offense. But I do think it's extremely important that they add another running back. I, I don't even know if Chris Evans – was was even there this season. Yeah, the first carry of the season. How could you forget? And that was, I think, his only carry. Maybe do you remember? Actually, I do remember that. There was a hype. It was the home playoff, or it was the home preseason game, and everyone's like, well, maybe Chris Evans. Maybe this is the year he gets involved. We'll see what happens. I probably said that, too. Um, yeah, that's over. Other than that, Travion Williams, I don't feel like there's a lot of confidence there. I want to see Chase Brown with, with Joe Burrow. I, Joe Mixon's fine. I don't have an issue with him being on the roster, but you do need to add another running back. I just don't know if they do it in the draft or they find another running back in free agency and they're like, you know what? One-year deal, two-year deal. Let's make something happen with this offense. And um, I think a, a three-running back room would be perfect for them. I agree. I I think it's a draft pick. I think they're going to – I mean, maybe it's one of these guys. It'll probably be like – the guy I, I I am not that excited about, Clyde. I feel like no, there are connections. Burrow says something like, "Give me Clyde. We'll make him a we'll make him a role, a real role player or something." He's a Super Bowl champion. Maybe we'll see this weekend. Uh, no. But uh, oh, no, well, he won last. Uh, <laughs> he won that last year. Be a Super Bowl champion. He might be a two-time Super Bowl champion. Um, yeah, uh, AJ Dillon is too samey to Joe Mixon for me. I think that's another guy some people have talked about. So, like, if they do cut Joe Mixon, maybe that's your cheaper replacement. Mm -hmm. Antonio Gibson, I feel like, is a theoretical running back. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it, it, I just always am a little weirded out with him, and I haven't watched him do much, but he was good his rookie year, I think. And then, but even his rookie year and every year since, it feels like they pull him off the field for passing downs for a pass protection back, whether it's JD McKissick or whoever, but like that's his main attribute is being a former wide receiver that can really catch the ball of the backfield. So it just makes you wonder like, okay, so like, what do we, that's always confusing. Like if you, if you're not a great pass protector, but you're a receiving back, how does that work? Cause even guys like geo, you think he's small, like you're yelling, like, 
Oh, but they had Geo. Geo did that. Geo was a heck of a pass protector. Like he earned his stripes on the in pass protection. That's why he was able to be the receiving downs back. So I wonder about him a little bit. There's probably other guys I'm not even thinking of, but they're not going to be in the Barkley market. Even if they cut Mixon, I don't see them in the Barkley market, even if it's like a fun dream scenario type of thing. Do it on Madden. It's not going to happen. I don't think that would be fun. To be honest, then not think because, would be fun. I think no, not, fun. and I don't want to say because Barkley wouldn't be fun. But if they're spending money on him, when this team could spend money elsewhere, because you're gonna have to spend money to get Barkley here, yeah. and it's not it's not gonna be like a cheap, you know what? Let's do a prove a deal for you. Um, well, you said, I'm trying to think. I mean, McCaffrey is McCaffrey. He's gonna get whatever money. Jacobs and Barkley didn't they both last year? They signed. They signed deals that were similar to the tag, and the tag was like twelve million. Barkley Barkley did not do a good deal. He got he signed like a one year contract that was yeah, maybe so did Jacobs. They, they both did, I think. It was like a one year one million dollar difference in his contract. Yeah. yeah, it was it was very small difference from the tag, but it was yeah, more than the tag. It, but, it was um, kind of like a pride thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think that's what it was with the agency and the New York Giants, and they're like, you know what? What's another million dollars? Let's put it on there. Ten um, point, uh, basically just ten million flat. I mean, that's not. I don't know. To me, that's that's fine. Like if if you sign like a three for thirty, I don't consider that a like a. What's Mixon making? What's Mixon's cap hit? It would be more this Eight? year, correct? Yeah, I think that's what that was going to be one of the other factors into it. But I think the Bengals roll with Mixon one more year, and I'm totally fine with I that. I agree, but like, don't you think in the, uh, I'm going to get attacked by the Mixon people because they're going to no, no, no. better than Barkley. You're but, a Mixon <laughs> cutter. No. <laughs> I'm not a Mixon cutter. I'm not a, don't give me the scissors emoji. Uh, but 8.85 cap hit for Mixon this year for one extra million dollars and a little bit of change. Yeah, I'd rather have Barkley. Explosive, a better catcher. Well, Joe, Joe Burrow said that. It was his first press conference after the season was over. He goes, We have to get more explosive in the run game. Yeah, that would be Barkley, right? You you you're gonna be listening to GM Joe. Um, I think that that's extremely important. But now it's not happening. You, we need to stop talking about it. It's not happening. But I, I think it would be fun. I would like it. Did Remember, you see my we, what? I put the odds on Twitter maybe a couple of weeks ago. This this man from bookies.com emails me every Monday the ridiculous offseason odds. And Barkley was number two in his no, – actually, I think the Cincinnati Bengals was number one on the odds, maybe a 400 – like, if, I don't know, maybe – maybe Waste the, of money. It was waste of money. It was smart, though, um, yeah. because you're going to put that out there. It, it was him. It was Barkley. Um, I cannot – uh, I can't remember the other scenarios, but yeah, Barkley and uh, yeah, that's it. But you, okay, when you put it that way, the ten million dollars, I don't know. You can't get me thinking like that now. I got a whole month where I'm gonna wonder: Do the Cincinnati Bengals do something like that? Which I don't think they do. Um, they, won't. they won't. They won't. We gotta stop that talk. Um, but we'll we'll see what it looks like. I just there has to be another guy they add to the room. You have yeah, to. That's have what I was saying. I think draft pick like third fourth rounder and oh man that was not a good reaction <laughs> was no, no 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 i have a i have a really hot bad hot take after you're done oh okay um well i just think draft pick and they to me this feels like the scenario of when they had geo they had hill and then they drafted mixon this feels like mixon is probably gone after this year 
He's probably going to be there this year. They have Chase Brown to kind of be the fun piece that they throw the ball to sometimes. And yeah. now they're going to draft like their next Joe Mixon while Joe Mixon's on the team because they do that. They they just seem to like to do that. And I don't know who that would be. I don't know anything. But, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm feeling. Okay. So what do people criticize Zach Taylor for the most? Uh, not running the ball. Yeah. Why do you yeah. think Zach Taylor doesn't run the ball? Well, because you have a superstar quarterback mostly. You do have a superstar quarterback, and you have one of the best wide receivers. Yeah, great and wide receivers. Two, two good wide receivers. Um, outside because of that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely the less effective option between the two, even though they do have to do it. Keep defenses honest. In the Steelers game, I go back to that game, and, and it's not a great comparison because Joe Burrow wasn't playing in it, but Zach Taylor didn't run the ball. He threw the ball into the end That's zone, good. and he got criticized for it. Why did Zach Taylor throw the ball? Weapons, I assume. Like the matchup, they were down. They weren't able to run the ball effectively at all. So I think that's also part of it. I think that's a huge part of it. Zach Taylor gets criticized a lot for this. And I'm and I and I have to have a disclaimer anytime I talk about the run game. I am okay that Joe Mixon is the running back. I am okay that Chase Brown is in the room. And if they add another running back, then amazing. Let's go be explosive. But Zach Taylor, it felt like I'm not saying Zach Taylor said this, but it felt like he didn't trust his run game. And yeah. if you if you want to keep Joe Burrow healthy, we can talk offensive linemen all day. You've got to be able to balance your offense out. Joe Burrow going down the field in the second quarter versus the Baltimore Ravens. I know it's not a good comparison because you know he did get land, um, a defensive player landed on him and that hurt him. And you could say that was an offensive line problem, but he was able to balance out the offense as they were driving down the field. The run game was going with Joe Mixon. It was working in the air, and everything was going right with them. If they can balance out this offense and get an explosive run game, sky's the limit for them because Joe Burrow can get the ball out really quickly, and they're going to probably add another right tackle, and maybe they add more depth in the interior. But having that run game will change this offense in so many ways, and it will allow them to continue to be creative in different scenarios and Joe Burrow doesn't have to chuck it in the air 60 times. So that's extremely important going into this offseason. We can love the players on this team and say, you got to bring it back. You can't cut them. You can't do that. And I'm fine with that. But you better come up with a solution to make it better. Yeah, the run game has to be more effective. For sure. I think that's – I think they know that the run game needs to be more effective. I think the coaching staff's probably saying that. How they get there is that – you find a guy that's a better run blocker day one than Jonah Williams at right tackle, or you invest more in blocking auxiliary pieces, tight ends, fullbacks, or is it just let's get a dude in the running back room that's got a lot of athleticism and the ability to, like Chase Brown, make explosive plays happen. So that's also possible. We'll see. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't really see it in free agency. I think they're going to do it through the draft, but it's a long way away. And I wouldn't be that surprised if they do it in free agency. It's just if I was trying to guess, I would think they're going to save money in free agency because the running back room with the mixing contract is going to be fairly expensive, eight plus million just there. So do you want to put in four more million? Now you're paying a Barkley for two guys, more than a Barkley maybe? I don't know. Whereas a third, fourth round pick is what, like a million dollars? Like that's nothing. Yeah, I think you have to hit on that. 
um, you have to think of the future yeah. of the position. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, running back, you can get plenty of them. There's plenty available. You can draft one and get one in free agency. But I, I think you have to think about 2025 too when it comes to that running back room. So why not get yeah. a pick? They're a year. They're they're drafting a year ahead as well. So be for this that. year to try to get a little more explosive, a little more effective, but also drafting a year ahead and like saying, hey, Chase Brown and this guy, that's our running back committee of the future. This. Like we've got mix and rotating in now to kind of ease this transition, but this is going to be what it looks like after Mixon's gone. If you think about it, they did that in a, a big a big way in the draft last year. Miles Murphy, yeah, he had he had started to get impact his rookie year, which was awesome. I want him on the field. Let's see more of Miles Murphy. DJ Turner, I don't think that they were expecting to play him as much as they did at times. Um, unfortunately, you know, Cheetah's still coming off his injury. DJ Turner, fortunately, did get experience as a starter. I think you look at uh, Battle, Jordan Battle. There was opportunity for him when they thought, well, it's going to be Nick Scott, Dax Hill, we'll see how this goes. Jordan Battle was an awesome rookie, and we'll see more reps from him next year. Um, and, and you could say the same thing for Chase Brown and how that looked in the wide receiver room when it's like guys like Yoshi and Charlie Jones, um, the impact that they're going to make. They really kind of made that draft about maybe the following year or, or two years down the road. Um, and I still expect to see that in this draft. I think you need to have your 18th pick be an impact player. And if it's an offensive lineman that doesn't start day one, I'd like to see him out there as rookie year. Um, I still think that that's extremely important. So we'll see what the outlook of the draft looks like for them in the trenches or just other positional groups. But you do have to start thinking about some of these starters who will be gone. And, and you know, Joe Mixon, this might be his last year with the Cincinnati Bengals. And again, I'm going to say this one last time. That is totally fine if Joe Mixon is is in the running back room. I am totally fine with that. Oh, he scores a lot of touchdowns. Um, and I hope this this running back room can get explosive in 2024. But We'll move on. Little, little fun segment of the Pro Bowl, Jamar Chase, Bengals mascot, and more on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The Pro Bowl is in the books. I didn't really watch a lot of it, and it's fine if anybody watches it. it there was no other football on, and it was the first Sunday without football before the Super Bowl, which I kind of think they should make the Pro Bowl the week after the Super Bowl, but that's just me. Um, but I get it. A lot of people just want the season to be over, and everybody's kind of done with football for that weekend after. They had the Pro Bowl, Jamar Chase. I feel like the Pro Bowl needs Jamar Chase more than Jamar Chase needs the Pro Bowl. He has a lot of fun with it. I always feel like there's really good sound clips that come from it. Um, did you have any takeaways from the Pro Bowl? Jamar Chase specifically, it was cool seeing him do the Ocho celebration where he got behind the camera. That was cool. Uh, and what a pass from C.J. Stroud to him for that touchdown. I mean, roll into his left, pads, no pads, who cares? Awesome throw to be able to hit him there. So, like, that's, like, one of those – this is never going to happen in a real games things. That's mm -hmm. kind of cool to see. Um, I don't really watch the game much. I mean, I, I caught some highlights and once in a while I looked over. I do like the games though, like the little mini games. Those are fun. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I enjoy those. Best catch stinks. Let's get rid of it. It's yeah. so good in theory. It is in theory. I understand why they, they keep trying. It's like this is the NFL's version of the NBA dunk contest. The issue is these guys are not catching the ball, <laughs> not on their first try, not on their second try. This year was a bizarre video thing where Njoku didn't even catch the ball three tries and he was just on video. He could have just kept yeah. trying and we didn't, we didn't catch it. It's like, throw that, throw it out. The best catch was that uh, special teamer for the Steelers catching six footballs or holding a six footballs and catching a seventh, whatever it was. That was pretty cool. Um, 
and the precision passing, it, it's fun. I like the snap thing, although it felt like some centers had an idea, long snappers had an idea of what to do, and some were lost. <laughs> so that was its own thing. Dodgeball was weird to me because you did like the AFC offense versus the NFC defense and the NFC offense versus the AFC defense, but then why didn't the two winning teams play? Unless I missed it, but I thought that's how it ended is when like, ah, three points to each. It's like, no, like show the two, I think the two offenses one, show them face each other. Like it's not like there's an injury risk really with this dodgeball thing. I, I think here's the thing. I think the Pro Bowl, and I think it's 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 an annual thing. Like, oh, the Pro Bowl, the voting silly, blah, blah, blah. It's cool to see players go and have fun. And I think it's absolutely huge that Jamar Chase goes every year um, because there are some people who are the first pick, and they're like, I'm not going to the Pro Bowl. I'm going to start my vacation, and it'll be the second alternative. It'll be the seventh quarterback alternative sometimes um, because some of these players do not go Probably to it. Into, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's cool. I think Jamar Chase going, he always makes it a lot of fun. It was pretty cool to see Jesse Bates – and Jamar Chase, yeah. um, and of course the Bengals put out a photo of that, and I think they said like all love, and and that's really cool. I, I love seeing things like that because again, it's it's something we don't see right now. We didn't see it this past season. They didn't play the Falcons, um, and just seeing two one former team and, and a current one against each other. I know Jamar Chase made a little bit of headlines. He did take to social media. Um, he he has said something. I didn't even catch the full clip, but he said something to CJ Stroud like, "Oh, why don't you come to Cincinnati?" And he, he tweeted right when the game was over. I'm sure he was getting a lot of tweets and just DMs. And he said, hey, I'm not going to leave my my dog Joe easy, like or not that easy. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny just to see him and CJ out there together. And uh, Jamar, two touchdowns on the day. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we really have about the pro. I only saw the one. I don't, oh, wait, no, the second, the first one was like a little pass, like a short pass, I yeah. think. Yeah, I remember that. I barely remember it. The other one was cool. That's why I remembered it. It's the cool nice. pass. That's also when he did the celebration, I think. Because um, he just grittied after the first one. I'm ready for him to do that in a regular game. And the only reason, because he had said it, he was going to do the celebration. It was, remember when the Bengals played the Texans? And then he scored on that touchdown pass from Joe Burrow, which was absolutely and one of my favorite Joe Burrow throws to him. And he scored and everyone's like, why didn't you do it? And he's like, I'm never going to do it in a game when we don't have the lead. He has to wait until they have the lead. Yeah. And he celebrate You'll look stupid. You would. It would have been silly for him to do it then, but he's always um, really fun in those games. And I hope we see that out of Jamar Chase. It's it's just really cool to have a guy like that as the Bengals want. Who's going to be with the Bengals long-term? I truly believe that. I hope I'm not jinxing anything, but just listening to Duke Tobin, his vibe down at the Senior Bowl, knowing you have Joe Burrow's former teammate. I don't know. This stuff is just always really fun to see him, not only in the Pro Bowl, but – He's he's a he's a funny guy to have on this roster. His interviews are always really honest and uh, good for him to make his third Pro Bowl. Yep. No no real other takes. I think. Nope. <laughs> I don't think I nope. watched enough. Trey uh, Hendrickson was there. I don't remember him doing anything. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. It's, and it's just seven on seven now too. Like they have a center snap the ball, and then offensive defensive line don't exist for the Pro Bowl, which is fine. I don't think they mm-hmm. care. I think they just like the vacation and the. Yeah, they, they, they work them on that whatever that wall thing is. That's that's when all the offensive defensive linemen get their workout in. You know what I'm? I always get a little nervous about when it's a Pro Bowl. It's well when they were actually playing the games, and they would put yeah. up like fifty or forty points. You remember? I think Tyler Eifert got injured in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he hurt his back, and then he was never the same. 
that is like one of my worst fears. So I do like that. It's just kind of fun and not as physical anymore. And and the guys, they seem to be having a really good. It time. never was that physical. I mean, like it, you have a couple highlights here and there, but it wasn't that was one thing that people didn't like. Yeah. Sean Taylor taking out a punter. That was, that was like the most physical it ever got. I mean, but it's, they would always put up like 50 or 40 points mm-hmm. um, because there was no defense. But man, when Tyler, I forgot her, I remember thinking, Oh my goodness. Uh, that that was just so unfortunate. So that's over. We got the Super Bowl. We'll have that later this week. Kind of have a prediction for Kansas City and the 49ers. I am really excited about that game. Not really. Can't wait till that one's over. I'm um, really looking forward to the Usher concerts <laughs> that day. I'm for a good game. It could be a good game. I can enjoy games even if I don't love the teams. You are good at that. You are really good at just enjoying the games <laughs> if you don't love the teams. You are. And it was so weird for me, and I'll finish it up after this, but I was rooting – not rooting, but I, I I have to watch a game and have a rooting interest. I did want Kansas City to beat the Ravens. I'm, I'm glad that happened. Yeah. But now I want the 49ers to beat Kansas City. I don't really feel a certain way towards the 49ers. When the Super Bowls happened, that was before my time. Um, so I, it doesn't really impact me that much. I know a lot of people feel the Bengals losing two Super Bowls to them, and it just really – Your never parents going to be rooting for Kansas City? No. No, oh, they okay. they get it now. They get it now. They get it. They didn't understand why. I was well, my mom was like, "Why would you root a, root for Kansas City to win this game?" I'm like, "Mom, it just makes sense. Just let me do it." Uh, but no, they're. I don't think they feel a certain way towards it. They just. They. I think they'd rather the. I thought maybe they. Maybe they. Yeah. Maybe they. They go to the Super Bowl, Bowl, but um, I mean, I. Th- it just was so long ago that I thought it would have been really cool, and it's kind of crazy to think about how close we were to a Bengals Niners Super Bowl with Joe Burrow if they mm-hmm. would have. That would have been fun because it's just like the, if the Niners aren't making the Super Bowl, neither are the Bengals. Three well, three matchups. Well, what's crazy about it is in two years in a row, they almost had a chance to play them. But the the one where they played against the Rams, I think the Bengals would have beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. If they – don't you think? That year? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think the thing with the Rams was they had Stafford. And Stafford that was, was just – and even though the Rams offense got stifled by Lou because he took everybody out that year, season on the line, Stafford made Stafford throws and won the game. And, you know, we could talk about the other stuff, but at the end of the day, he was he he made that no look pass where he moved Von Bell with like and he made some accurate throws down the field. We don't need to talk about the Logan Wilson thing, but uh, you know, like most of the it was mostly him. <laughs> if you want to yell about it, go ahead. But he still made the throws for the most part. Um, and I don't think Jimmy would have had that same. I don't want to think about it. Never mind. We're not thinking about it, but we will talk a little 49ers in Kansas City as it is wrapping up NFL 2023-2024 season and a little bit of the offseason later this week. What's going to be up on all Bengals? First draft report, going to have one up for Juzan Johnny Newton. Ooh, we love that. A great name. And um, I would love for him to be a Cincinnati Bengal if they take him at 18. Make sure you check out Mike's piece over on all Bengals. Follow him, Bengals underscore Sand. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.